following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This is Inside Twins. Welcome to another edition of Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created, legends are made. Uh, it's a little gray. It's a little wet here in downtown Minneapolis today. Obviously a big day. Uh, if you're coming downtown, be prepared for some congestion, but we'd love to see you expecting another full house as the Twins try to win a series against the Cleveland Indians. Big win last night. Magic number is 14. And speaking of magic, the verbal magic of Thad Levine in studio, live. Tip your waitresses all week long. And Thad, good to see you first and foremost. Thank you for having um, me on. It has been a hectic week. Yeah. Uh, it comes off the emotional high in Boston of that win. Uh, and then, obviously, the tough news yesterday yeah. uh, that kind of blindsided a lot of folks and your club working through it. We're going to get to the details and kind of how the process of that works. But game-wise, just your thought, I thought the fact that Jake comes out and strikes out the side, I thought that kind of served almost like a line of demarcation. Okay, we dealt with it, we processed it, game time. You know, I, I think when you follow a team over 162 days and you add on spring training, you never know the chances to galvanize a club. You, you, you can't predict those. You can't fabricate them. One presented itself yesterday, certainly not the way you want it presented, but a very emotional pregame. Uh, Michael was extremely sincere, very emotional with, with the team, and there was a lot of support shown in that room. And, you know, you always have a trepidation when something like that happens is the team, there's kind of a fork in the road. Is the team going to falter or is the team going to thrive? There's a lot of people who are going to say those types of things is going to beget a failure. You know, there's a lot of commentary uh, in the national media around, well, this may be the death knoll for the Minnesota Twins. I think the guys in that clubhouse seized that moment and said, this is a chance for us to come together. You said it. Jake Odorizzi goes out there and puts a stamp on that and says, we're not rolling over. This is only going to make us stronger. And the statement was made early, and then what, what a great end to the game. Really challenging day for the Minnesota Twins inside that clubhouse, but what a great finish to the day. And in many ways, that's who this club has been from day one, is a team that can take a punch that is resilient, that can lean on every different part of the room on a given day to give them what they need to, to be successful, and the, and the fabric of it is, is pretty tightly woven. Losing Big Mike, though, obviously is a big thing. And we spoke with Derek Falvey yesterday, uh, and – uh, obviously, Michael issued his statement and feels horrible about things. But just process-wise, from the front office end of things, how does this begin, the, the first string begin to unravel on something like this? Well, you know, in, in, in normal circumstances, you, the, the club actually really doesn't know much of anything until resolution. Uh, I think Major League Baseball and the union do a great job of keeping this out of the, the media. They keep it out of your day-to-day -day discussions purposefully because they don't want it to be a major distraction for teams. In this case, we actually knew a little bit beforehand. Uh, the, the information was shared a little bit ahead of time. So we were aware of when the appeals process was going through. Uh, we really didn't have any handicapping as to how the result was going to come out and when it was going to come out. Uh, but we weren't quite as blindsided as maybe some of the other people in our community were yesterday. Certainly, it's, it's a blow anytime you hear it. Uh, you, the longer it goes on, the longer you start tricking yourself of maybe they're just going to push this off till the offseason, or maybe he'll be find, found to be exonerated in this case. At the end of the day, I, I think he genuinely did something with no nefarious intentions. 
There are consequences, however, for the, the substance he ingested. He's now serving a, a huge penalty. But you said at the beginning, I think the beauty of this team has always been we haven't ever relied on any one individual. We're not a team of individual superstars. We're a team of, of collective champions. Guys have stepped out throughout the course of the season. It's now time for other guys to step up. And to be clear, he won the appeal in that this was to be an 80-80 game deal. They prove, I think, that the phrasing was clear and compelling evidence that he was not using this diuretic as a masking agent uh, to the point even that he would have been eligible for the postseason if it had been an early season sort of deal. So he was exonerated to a point, but you can't take it. And I would imagine the frustration for him, for you, for teammates has to be mostly just ask. There's a structure right. in place that we, we talk about it nonstop and these events happen nonstop. You have put in place an entire team of individuals to purposely screen through what can go in and out of the body. Is that the most frustrating part? Uh, it, it is. I would say this, though. You know, we watch these guys play and they're spectacular athletes and fans have a tough time relating to them in a lot large regard because they're just so darn talented. In this case, I do think fans can relate to the mm -hmm. situation. Because while it seems very elementary of why didn't he ask somebody about the, the product he was ingesting, you also have to understand why he was taking it. He was taking it to lose weight. He was taking it because he was a little bit ashamed of how heavy he was. I think we can all relate to something in our lives where maybe a, a, a skosh of shame dipped into the mix makes for a very untasty stew in this case. where yeah, You he, don't want to have that conversation. No, yeah. and so like maybe your better judgment is clouded a little bit by the fact that you just don't want anybody to know that you're really kind of ashamed of how heavy you are. So I think that that was sprinkled into this, may have clouded his judgment a little bit, unfortunately, to the tune of a 60-game suspension. Yeah, so the Twins move on, and uh, logistically, in terms of the roster spot, a trade was made today. We're going to talk about the reacquisition of Ryan Lamar. We're going to talk about Byron Buxton. But in terms of pure pitching, is that a route you guys are looking to go down to maybe add another guy it's a little awkward because a guy like Alcala has been shut down for a few days who has been in that conversation, other guys who were at AAA. Do you think you need to bring another arm internally up to the major leagues? We've had a lot of conversations in the last 36 hours about the need to potentially add some pitching. I think at the most immediate need, we felt was a little bit more on the p position player side, just to do, due to the fact that we have a few guys who are banged up right now, hopefully will be back soon, uh, but aren't really eligible to play right now uh, due to some injury issues. But I think we're going to continue to evaluate the pitching. Uh, in the interim, you know, what we saw in Boston, where we had Randy Dobnak start and Lewis Thorpe came in behind him, we are blessed right now to have on the roster a number of guys who have started in the minor leagues, a number of guys who can go out and give you somewhere between one, three, five innings. And I think we're going to mix and match and get a little creative down the stretch. Yeah, it's perfect. Tito kind of is the master of that in many respects on the Cleveland side. And now you guys will be doing that uh, against Cleveland here today. Let's talk about your position players. Cruz not in the lineup today. Uh, we know that Jay Cave is a little nicked up and getting really thin in the outfield. You acquire Ryan Lamar, familiar face for folks who were here a year ago. Um, how did that transaction uh, take place and unfurl? How did you settle on Lamar as you tried to figure out a way to boost up the depth in the outfield? Well, I think it started with Marlon Gonzalez's injury in Chicago. Then when you layer on top Jake Cave, and we knew that Byron was a little bit limited as well, you just look up and it's September and you, you really have about three starting outfielders with the chance to add guys like Arias, guys like Estadio, and guys like Adrianza. And I think we just felt we needed a few more guys out there who were really capable of playing the outfield. So what appealed yeah, to and us? And Adrianza's been sick, too. And so Adrianza's been, been sick, absolutely. And, you know, so the, what appealed to us most about Lamar 
is some familiarity. You know, at this point in the season, to ask a manager to put a guy in a game who he's never seen play before, it helps a lot the fact that the rest of our coaching staff has familiarity with him, the fact that Derek and I have familiarity with him, and a lot of the guys in the clubhouse do. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a tough decision because due to the limitations of the post-trade deadline scenarios now, you could only acquire a player who has not spent a day on a major league roster this season. So that thins the herd pretty quickly. Ryan Lamar emerged as what we felt like one of the best alternatives considering that limitation and the familiarity. It was an easy call to make. We got on the phone with him last night. He was, like, blown away. He thought it was some kind of joke. We had to <laughs> convince him for about three minutes it wasn't a joke and then quickly get him on, packed up on a plane ride to get out here. Yeah, call his in-laws, get the guest room ready right, there exactly. down, down the road. We're going to hear from Ryan Lamar on our Adina Realty pregame lineup card right now. Thad Levine in studio with Inside Twins. And, Thad, talk about Byron because Rocco discussed a little bit with the media horde earlier today. Byron's going to go seek some additional information about the shoulder. Yeah, so, you know, in, in the game, I think part of the artwork of medical care for your players is knowing knowing the best of the best throughout the country. And I think Neil El- Dr. Neil Eltrush in Los Angeles is regarded as one of the foremost shoulder guys in the game. He's the guy that Byron saw earlier this year in addition to Dr. John Steves. And so this is just a time for us to get him out there, reevaluate it, see where he is in the process, and, and kind of make a decision as to what we see as the best path forward for Byron. Uh, you know, we've seen him go out there, finish games in the outfield. We've seen him base run late in the game. I think we're trying to decide, does he have the ability to do more? Or are we really better served to prepare him as best we can for the 2020 season? Now, when you say do more, does that mean is he able to maybe steal a base and slide and not risk harming himself further? Or do you mean more like he could start swinging the bat? Well, I think it's a balancing act here where, you know, there's unequivocally we would like to have Byron Buxton active and full go for us. Would change uh, everything. Yes, it, it's he, he is just that. He's a game changer. We also were very open to have him participate in a more limited fashion. But I think we also have to keep the human being in mind. You know, he's, he's really weathered some storms this season in terms of some health issues. We also are looking to 2020 and beyond with Byron. And we, so we want to make sure we're not making any short-sighted decisions with him. I think Dr. Elatrosh gives us a really nice objective view on that, something we'll be able to weigh really as soon as tomorrow once he's been diagnosed. So you'll have a chance to, to get him looked at, hear from him, and then you guys can move forward in a short term. It's not like it's going to take three, four days. Right, and, and, and that's really why we flew him out today was because we had an off day tomorrow. So he gets evaluated in the off day, and we can really make some decisions around Byron. Not great stuff. We'll talk much more about the folks who actually are healthy and playing for the first-place Minnesota Twins when we return with General Manager Thad Levine. It's Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer on your home for Twins Baseball. baseball summer just wouldn't sound right the twins community fund getting more kids in the game learn more at twinscommunityfund.org the minnesota twins community fund is supported by minnesota twins cornerstone partners target u.s bank treasure island resort and casino and delta airlines We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager. Learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. 
It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. All season long, fans 55 and better enjoy a $5 discount on weekday day games, courtesy of Treasure Island Resort and Casino. The show is Inside Twins. Sad Levine in studio here. And it's brought to you by Killer Group here, Made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. And the Twins, well, the Twins are trying to do something collectively that will uh, make them a group that uh, uh, won't soon be forgotten here down the stretch. They currently have a magic number of 14, trying to cinch up the Central, still chasing 100 wins. Records are falling left, right, and up the middle in every conceivable way as they try to win a series here against Cleveland. I want to talk about some of the folks that have been up here taking the wraps off for fans to see, starting with Bruce Dargratterall. Uh, we hear about big velocity, and uh, it comes out of his arm easy. And You see the numbers and the triple digits, and we ooh and we awe. The funny thing is, nobody's swinging and missing against Bruce Dargratterall. Mm-hmm. And I think the perception as a fan mm-hmm. is, well, if he throws 100, no one's going to be able to hit it. He's still throwing strikes. He's getting people yeah. out. But there are differences in ways balls move where Cody Stashak can get a swing and miss at 91. Yeah. 100 doesn't necessarily j- mean you're going to get a swing and miss. Right. No, no. And I appreciate Ann Wilson taking us out of break <laughs> there. Uh, the, uh, I, I agree with you. You know, it's, it's fascinating when you watch the game now. When, when you see these arms coming out of the pen, Gratterall and others, guys who are throwing 96, 97, 98, 100, and just not only do they not get swings and misses, they don't even get too many awkward swings. And, and I'm talking about from the seven, eight, nine hitters. Mm-hmm. It's not just the best hitters in the game. I, it feels as if these guys are really geared up for velocity. They're so conditioned to seeing it out of the pen that it's really not that surprising. The 91 from Stashak with a hard slider actually is less normal, I think, for them to see. And all of a sudden, they're less prepared to see that than they are somehow the 97-mile-an-hour fastball. It's just the amount of good swings you see off plus velocity. We remark on it almost every game because you're almost seeing every game somebody coming out of the pen throwing 96 or, or harder It just not getting a lot of swings and misses. It makes it that much more remarkable when you do see the swings and misses because, you know, Trevor May is a perfect example. He comes out throwing absolute gasoline, and some guys seem a little bit overwhelmed by it, but most don't. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty significant. Uh, when you see bad swings coming out of the late in the game. And when I look at the mosaic of the arms you brought up, and we're going to see them because today is going to be a day where you're going to need to lean on multiple arms, and there will be more of those before the end of September. You don't have a lot of redundancies in the type of arms Mm -hmm. you brought up. Now, they're redundant in the fact that they all have a little taste of the big leagues. They've all started some, give you a little length. But whether it's Dobnak, Poppin before he got hurt, Lewis Thorpe obviously from the left side, Stashak, Smeltzer, they all feature something just a little bit different, and that gives Wes and half a chance to really do a deep dive and look at matchups and figure out how to utilize, utilize these people to the maximum. And I, I think that's purposeful. You know, I, I think when you're looking at putting together the composition of a bullpen, there's, there's kind of a choreography and a cadence to how you pitch guys. You know, I, we've talked about it. When you bring up a guy like Hildenberger, how 
closely do you want to pitch Hildenberger and, and Romo? Not that they have the exact same arsenal, but it's a similar arm angle. And if that's part of their deception, do you want the same part of the lineup facing those two guys, you know, two to three innings separated, or do you want to purposely not do that? But I think you're exactly right. You know, the weapons we have out of the pen, as we've seen some of these guys mature, you've seen the, the Tyler Duffy and Trevor May really assume some really senior roles out there going to then Romo and Dyson and, and Rogers, like it's a very different arsenal from that that grouping of guys. The young guys we brought up, I think have done spectacularly well. I mean, to go into Fenway for guys like Rod, Randy Dobnak, Thorpe, Arias, uh, Wade, I mean, these guys had never set foot in that ballpark to, to play a baseball game. Maybe one of the more hostile environments still left out there in the game. To perform as well as they did in that in that ballpark, I think is going to be huge for their future. Yeah, that ball game felt different. It felt not like a, hey, we won a series, we're going home. It felt more than that. And and, and that I think to game. see our pitchers toe the rubber, none of them get overwhelmed in the moment, is so huge. And you know, Gratterall gives up a big hit the other night, and he comes in and he owns it. He sits on the bench, and I, th- I think he's going to grow from that experience. Every time Thorpe has towed the rubber, I think he's gotten a little bit better, a little bit more mature, a little bit more confident. And certainly, what we saw at Dobnak the first inning and in, in Fenway was very encouraging. Yeah, not afraid of anything at this point with, with those guys. You mentioned Sam Dyson. I'm glad you did because uh, it almost slips through the cracks. Where is he physically? You know, Sam, Sam right now is a little bit in a wait-and-see category. Uh, we have the blessing of the September calls. We have the blessing of some of the other guys that we just referenced who are stepping up and performing well. Uh, certainly, I'd add Cody Stashak to that list who's done extremely well since he's been up. And so we're going to be patient with, with Sam. I, I think in these cases, there's a balancing act between the guys who actually have doctors in front of their names and guys who don't, like Sam. And, and we're weighing the input from both of those groups of guys. But I think the hope is that he'll early next week get back on the mound and see how it feels, and then we'll go from there. Right now, he's, he's listed as day-to-day. I know that this is something you probably get a lot of when you do various uh, public forums, and it's not really a public conversation, but it is – always going to be a topic when you get a guy in a trade and then he's broken down fairly regularly after you acquire him. Now, not that there was any intent on the part of the Giants to sell a a bill of goods to somebody, but is that a conversation that takes place with your counterparts there just about like how much did you know, when did you know it, these sorts of things? Or is it simply, hey, it's baseball, he's thrown a lot of pitches and it's going to wear out at some point? I I would say it's it's some out of bucket A and some out of bucket B there. Like I think we do have to reevaluate every situation. We try to stay disciplined in that, whether it's a good outcome, medium outcome or bad outcome we, we do try to like evaluate the the process and how we arrived at the decision and then ultimately how the decision worked out because we're trying to get better each and every time so certainly we've we've taken a look at that what did we know going into that trade uh, what have we found out since that trade and how do we balance that now i will say this especially when you're talking about this time of year especially when you're talking about relief pitchers almost everybody's on the medical report for something and they're talking to Tony Leo, our head trainer, every day, but they're also talking to Jeremy Hefner and Wes Johnson. And there's a balancing act of, yes, this hurts, but I can still go. Sometimes it's, yes, this hurts, and maybe I need a day. And, there's, and, and I think that's the juggling act. There's no perfect nature to the science. Each individual has a specific pain threshold and ability to work through things. And, and I'm sure that's part of this dialogue as well. Yeah, no one's 100%, certainly, in September. I want to ask you about Lamont Wade Jr., People can't throw him strikes. You watch guys come in and boom, 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 and it's 0-1 and it's 0-2. Lamont Wade Jr. starts with a 3-0 count. Now, we haven't seen him get a hit yet. This is something on base-wise he did throughout his career in the minor leagues. That's not a surprise. But some guys just seem to have the ability, whether it's not chasing a borderline pitch, not chasing a bad pitch, 
he just doesn't see a lot of strikes at this point. Well, I think it starts with a tremendous eye. I mean, to have two guys come up in Luis Arias mm-hmm. and Lamont Wade with his type of plate discipline really belies their experience. I mean, we have far more experienced guys on, on our team who have far less patience than those two guys have. So I think it starts with a, a, a double-plus eye. I mean, this guy's had that throughout his whole career. But it's hard to understand why pitchers aren't more in attack mode uh, based upon how he, he hits. But you look at him. What's going to happen first? Is Cody Stashak going to walk a guy, or is he going to actually do something other than walk when he's at the plate? It's a, it's a, it's a staring contest at it, this point. It, it is, and it's something you wouldn't expect from two guys who had no major league experience prior to the season. Yeah, but well-seasoned, and again, credit to the development people for having them ready when their name was called. We'll take a break. We'll call Thad Levine's name for one final segment when we return to Inside Twins on your home for Twins Baseball. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Baseball's better when it's a family affair. Family section presented by Fox Sports North. It includes a free swaggered hot dog and Pepsi. Visit twinsbaseball.com for more information. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving? makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. If kids don't have a field to play baseball on they'll find somewhere else to play. Help the Twins Community Fund's Fields for Kids program build and restore fields. Learn what you can do or make a donation at twinscommunityfund.org. The Minnesota Twins Community Fund is supported by Minnesota Twins Cornerstone Partners, Target, U.S. Bank, Treasure Island Resort and Casino, and Delta Airlines. We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. Opiates has taken everything and everyone I've ever loved away from me. Everything. I blew my ankle out and I got prescribed pain pills by my doctor. If making my detox public is going to help somebody, I'm all for it. I just wish I would have had a warning. Opioid dependence can happen after just five days. Know the truth. Spread the truth. A message from Truth, the Ad Council, and ONDCP. All sorts of you like this one too? 
You want to sing with it? A little Blondie? You're a big Blondie guy. Thad Levine is our guest. It's Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killer Brew Root Beer Made in Minnesota. How memories are created, legends are made. Twins in Cleveland coming up. Our Adonis Reality pregame lineup card will follow this program. We'll hear from Ryan Lamar. He is pumped to be back here in the Twins organization, back in the major leagues as well, though he's not in the lineup here today behind Randy Dobnak. And a big series, obviously, between the Twins and Cleveland is up for grabs. Uh, Cleveland had won 4-5 or five in this ballpark until last night, Thad, and obviously still very much in the driver's seat. Uh, but I feel like when these two teams play, it's, I won't call it ugly baseball, but mm. I just feel like between Tito's uh, movements and, and the counterpunching mm. from, from Rocco and Shelty uh, and the talent on both sides, the familiarity on both sides, I feel like they could play 100 times, and whatever the win-loss record was, the, the score might be even after 100 games between these teams. It's a, it's a great team. Yeah. You know, we're, 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 you know, in some regards, we're still chasing the, the AL Central You're chasing champions. what they've been for Absolutely, and, and I think that's what's kept our team hungry this whole season. I don't think there's been any complacency. Yes, we've been up 11 games. Yes, it's been tied. Now we're up six and a half. Honestly, I don't think our guys are too fixated on that. They're looking for the time where the 14 grinds down to zero and we can say that we're the champions of the Central. That's the only thing they're focused on right now, and until that happens, I think they view the, the Cleveland Indians as the class of our division, and Every game you see that it is it is a chess match, and there's a lot of counterpunching going on throughout, and there's a lot of like missed opportunities as guys may be trying to do a little bit more than they normally would because of the na- name name of, of the team on the the chest that they're playing against, and I think that elevates the the anxiety, that elevates the accountability for these games, and I think you're seeing guys do things that they don't normally do. They're not playing quite as loose as they normally do, and we're seeing a lot of close games with a lot of exciting seventh, eighth, and eighth and ninth innings. And I feel like the club's embracing that. I, mean, I was talking with Derek about this yesterday. If you can't get excited about this and embrace the opportunities, you're probably in the wrong business. And I feel like everybody in that room is truly embracing what each new day brings in terms of the challenge. Well, it's, a, it's a incredible. It's this time of year where you actually start counting outs in games, not <laughs> innings or scores. Which at can the be end dangerous. Game. Right. So, <laughs> And we kind of joke about it like you're blessed to be this stressed this time of year. Like you don't want these games to not be stressful <laughs> to watch. If, if these are like a walk in the park and you just couldn't kick back and relax, that means you're not playing for anything special. And I think our guys are cherishing every moment of the anxiety and the excitement and enthusiasm around these games. And certainly are playing for something very special here in 2019. Appreciate it as always. Uh, you go get stressed out and enjoy counting outs for the rest of the afternoon, and we'll see if we can't put a pregame show on for you. Thanks for having me on. All right, that's that Levine. Always fantastic to have him in studio. The show is Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Stick around because the Adina Realty pregame lineup card is next, including the voice of Ryan Lamar, also here from Rocco Baldelli. It's all coming up on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Hey, folks, somebody said there's more similarities between the killer and I than you might think. We both played first base during our careers, me more than him, and we both hit several home runs over the years. (laughs) He more than I. And we both love to drink his hometown root beer. Cheers, Harmon. Kilbury Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Pick up a six-pack or case at your neighborhood Lund's and Byerly's grocery store. Tell them Herbie sent you. Kilbury, it's how memories are created 
and legends are made. Adventure awaits at the all-new Dragon's Fire Aerial Act, Falconer, and the Vikings Invasion Encampment. The Minnesota Renaissance Festival weekends now through September 29th. Discount tickets at Speedway, Cobb, Menards, Coburn's, Cashwise, and RenaissanceFest.com. It's a different kind of work week out here. You need a tractor with enough power, performance, and versatility. The Kubota BX Series, the best-selling subcompact tractor in America. Now get a BX1880 for payments as low as $99 a month for 84 months or up to $2,000 instant cash rebate. Offers include a six-year limited powertrain warranty. Now through December 31st, 2019. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more information. Visit GoKubota.com for the Kubota dealer nearest you. Hey, DQ fans, the two for $4 Super Snack is here to be your new snack time fuel up. Conquer the day and every crave by mixing and matching any two of your favorite snacks, like pretzel sticks and a sundae, a cheeseburger and a Coke, or fries and chicken strips. And for only four bucks, that's pure snack power. Which combo will you try first? Swing by and find Snackisfaction today, only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Thanks to U.S. Bank, your banking is done in a few clicks, so you have time to get more done. Like, wake up, stretch, go to meetings, go to the gym, convince yourself you like the gym. It's fun. I really like it. A U.S. Bank checking account with online and mobile access allows banking to fit in your life. Call 800-720-BANK. Visit a branch or go to usbank.com checking. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. See a banker or visit usbank.com checking for more information. The U.S. Bank mobile app is free to download. Your mobile carrier may charge access and messaging fees. Deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association, member FDIC. This is Chad Greenway of the Minnesota Vikings asking the old question, is it Duck Duck Greta or Duck Duck Goose? This epic debate has brought forth the hottest, smoothest vodka in the Midwest, Gray Duck Vodka. Gray Duck Vodka is different in all the ways that matter. Gray Duck is made from Minnesota corn, it's gluten-free, and is now available all throughout Twins territory. Being from the Midwest, we have the same pride in supporting our communities, businesses, and farms as you do. That's why we distribute to places you're already gathering. The cabin, the game, your local bar, your own backyard. Gray Duck will be there. Get the duck out. Step up to the plate and swing for the fences, Twins fans. Every home game, the Minnesota Twins split the pot. Raffle benefits the Twins Community Fund. One lucky winner will take home a share of the proceeds from that day's raffle. Don't strike out on this opportunity. To learn more, visit TwinsBaseball.com.